When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eating prey like bazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. I don't call it the off season. I call it the non playing season. Is that what you say when people, you know, normies ask you about what you do in the off season? You say it's the, not the off season, it's the non playing season? I don't correct them, but I'll call it the not playing season. Okay. I'll feel like there's the playing season. The, the NPO. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Monday afternoon evening on the East Coast, but it's afternoon here in Phoenix, Arizona, where we are back on the scene. For the league meetings, Bo Wolf, Marissa Dunn, and my dear friend, the man, the proud, proud owner of Guardian Dental Insurance, Zach Berman. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying, but it is great to be here. I love the league meetings. This is my favorite event on the non-playing season calendar, and uh, it already started off well. We spoke to Howie Roseman today. We'll speak to Nick Sirianni Hopefully Jeffrey Lurie tomorrow. We there's there's more activity. You might even uh, see him tonight. Who knows? Yeah. So there's a uh, a lot going on here, and uh, always enjoy coming out to the Biltmore for the owners' meetings. Mm, yes, we had the uh, AFC coaches breakfast this morning. Had a little chance to sit with uh, some former Eagles coaches, Andy Reid, Doug Peterson. Didn't get to spend enough time as we all would have liked with D'Amico Ryan's, but we did ogle him from a distance. Uh, there was not, much not hanging we. out not we. Uh, at the Biltmore as the you know league's movers and shakers walk on by. We talked to Howie Roseman this afternoon. We will get to that. He talked about the moves that he made this offseason, the moves he didn't make this offseason, the uh, looming Jalen Hurts contract extension. And uh, then tonight there's this big, uh, this big cocktail party where everybody's there. It's all off the record, of course, but uh, very posh, very, uh, very fancy. What are you going to wear tonight, Zach? I was just going to ask, what are your, what are the outfit choices for tonight? Um, <laughs> I wear a, sh- a shirt, a jacket, uh, and jeans. Yeah, you're going to go um, like solid color shirt. You're going to go pattern shirt. <laughs> I'm going to go what I packed, the solid color shirt. Yes, white, blue. <laughs> Both <laughs> gonna match. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. And uh, fancy jeans. And now, now, when you go jeans and a button down, you, do you tuck? Yes. Yeah, you tuck. Okay. It looks cleaner that way. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. But you're your own person, and, and you're you're natural at these things. So, uh, I mean, this is right. I, I should be asking you. It's a cocktail party, you know? 
Oh, wow. I think that was a shot. Of course. <laughs> no, it was. That was, of that course was a compliment. Was. That was a compliment. Oh, all right. I got to take it. We, you know, we, we were walking like it, on Zach. the, uh, uh, we got in our, Zach's doing the driving this week. So, uh, I can't be, I can't be too mean. We're riding around. He's got his carry like bumper sticker on the, on the back. We are in, we are in good company. That is, you, that is not true. Number one. Okay. And, uh, nah, that was, that was a busy day, a busy day. And, um, yeah, it, it was, uh, can we get into how the day, day started? I know you want to. Um, sure. I'm not. I I decided well, let me, after let me explain after the combine. Let me give you after, my. Let me after give the you combine, I, I said I'm I'm not going to push back on this stuff. So even though we spoke to Howie Roseman today, even though he commented on C.J. Gardner Johnson for the first time, and Jalen and we talked with Jalen Hurts contract extension, some of the other moves, I'm leaning into it. I'm leaning into it. So Bo, the floor is yours. Marissa, leaning how are you? First of all. I'm good. And Zach did warn me as he got on. He's like, there's going to be like 10 stories Bo is going to have to tell on this podcast before we get anything Eagles related. So, so let me just let forward. me just so let me let me set the scene for you. This is how the day started. OK, so <laughs> the the breakfast uh, for the coaches this morning started at, at 745. We're about uh, now. Zach told me we are about 17 minutes away. So <laughs> we plan to leave at 645 this morning. Got down a little early, got myself a coffee. I was, you know, I was, I was uh, ready. I was down there probably about 6.37, 6.38. Zach comes off the elevator right at 6.45, perfectly on time, like, like the, uh, like the, uh, you know, taskmaster that he is. And uh, he comes off and there's another guy who comes off at the same time. And these two guys, it was like, it was like best friends saying goodbye. <laughs> This one guy, he's got, he's just got a, like a ratty t-shirt on. It looks like he's going to work out. He's like, oh yeah, you know, have a good day. Here comes Zach, you know, a bullient as ever, uh, like light of the morning. It's like, hey, really great to meet you. Like, okay. All right. Like they must've connected. I don't know. Maybe this guy, uh, maybe this guy knows Matt Ryan, who I don't know what the deal is. And like ask Zach uh, how, how they met on this elevator ride. And now Zach, you can tell. Uh, the story of of your your newfound bromance. <laughs> okay, so I got on. To, I'm on the sixth floor. I got onto the elevator. Someone was there, and so just keep in mind it's six forty in the morning for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's not that early, by the way. Most of the working world is up well before that. Okay? I'm gonna have to say that's a little early for me. Okay, um, but... <laughs> that is early. Okay. Yeah. So, so he, so so the person was wearing a T-shirt of the company that provides our dental insurance, our company's <laughs> dental insurance. And so I, I said to him, Oh, do you work at such and such company? And he said, yes. And I said, Oh, that I have my dental insurance through that. And it was just a, a conversation. Okay. We, we, it was, it was just normal elevator conversation. The same as if I was wearing an athletic sweatshirt and someone walked in and said, Oh, do you work for the athletic? And I'd say yes. And someone says, I sub I subscribe to the athletic. I subscribe to your dental insurance. That's all it was. <laughs> nice conversation. We spoke about the 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 policy, and then we got How off. How much time did you have on this elevator ride? It was a very you you're on the sixth is. floor. It's not that far. <laughs> and then I I said, I said, nice to meet you. And I said, Good morning, Bo. And then Bo was like, <laughs> I was was affronted by the notion or the concept 
that somebody would actually be nice to somebody else on an elevator in the morning. Right? Like, oh, what are you taking about by? It, it, I'm not I'm even. I'm, I'm not friendly. saying that you did anything wrong. It's just, it's it's uh, like treat everyone it, with with respect. And I like that, yeah, you say good morning. You yeah. Well, I think of treating people as respect as just giving them their space, but we we have we have different ways okay. of respecting people. Yeah, I, I mean, and 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 Bo was a little taken aback by. I, I said, I think, I actually think it's like pretentious. Just to see his tag. You're like, what, what do you got there? A Gildan? What, what are you, what are you rocking with? <laughs> no, this is just fruit of the loom. No, Bo's like, Let me see. so, so he, by the way, have you ever heard these stories? Have you ever heard these stories about when Chip Kelly worked in the Eagles facility? Like, don't say hello to him. Don't just walk straight. Don't make eye contact. Mm. That's what Bo Wolf wants. When what? That's not the only I way. I'm not saying way, be rude. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not don't saying dare like, say go through your life Bo with your head down. I just at 6:40 in the morning, you're making best friends before the day's even started on a, on a on a 90 second elevator ride. I'm impressed. I, okay, thank you. I I I, I tried. I try to be friendly to everyone that I come across. You you you. Not to be fair, know. the guy who works at the company. Said he's heard not great things about the <laughs> well, don't, don't, but, but we weren't on the record, okay? <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> Anonymous man wearing guardian. <laughs> All right. I've leaned into this. I think I think I've fallen over at this point. Okay? Oh I, guess. I think it's nice. It's a good thing your teeth you look good dead. because whew, you do not want to use us. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that was fun. And and I'll say it was it was nice spending time with Bo. Bo at these resorts, I'll tell you, he he fits he fits right in. Like, uh, what is I'm this saying, nonsense? Yeah, but no, no, seriously. But what do you got, mean? Well, you you got your resort attire on today. I have a polo okay. shirt on and like, shorts. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, yeah, and you know you're you're what sitting am I there. lounging by the pool? What like what do you think is going on here? Yeah, you were sitting there in the bar area. You had your your laptop out, and you, you I'm know, not uh, having a drink. I'm working. I, yeah, oh, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm saying you, yeah, like so 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 the 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 at the Biltmore. Okay, like they'll be able. <laughs> sometimes they can sniff out the writers. They would not sniff out Bo. 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 Bo acts. At, this I is mean, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So I. That's why it's always good to kind of be Bo's wingman at these events because he he fits right into these. Well, I'm excited to I'm excited to hobnob with the uh, the owners and GMs tonight. Introduce myself uh, to Quesi Adolfo Mensa and say, Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Bo Wolf. I have uh, uh, Alliance Health Insurance. What do you have? <laughs> Well, that would be a weird thing who, to start who, a hey, conversation. Your taxes? <laughs> if so, I, I will use the example again. If you wore an athletic shirt and someone said, oh, you work at the athletic, it's the same exact thing. It's just making the easiest conversation. They have that on their T-shirt. If he was wearing like a solid blue shirt, I would just I would just say good morning. Maybe. What if know. he was making a Blake? What, what if he was wearing a Blake Master shirt? What would you say? I probably wouldn't bring that up because I, I don't like to talk politics. Um, 
So, yeah, but, I, but if you respect the person and they're wearing that shirt, they clearly want to talk about it. Well, there's other things like I can discuss at that point, oh, okay. right? Like nice hotel, you know. I would probably say, how do they pump the smell into the hotel? Uh, if you if you nice. said to somebody wearing that shirt, nice hotel, I think the undercurrent there would be, hey, a lot of white people here, huh? <laughs> okay, Bo, I I, I want to uh, circle back like that. The 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 color you're wearing today is very resortish. Right, that's like a resort green. That's not like um. Well, am I right here? The, the sickos will remember this. This uh, like polo uh, was Florida. was purchased oh. when we were in Miami. Yeah, yeah and that's I right. Only then okay. realized that I was wearing dolphins colors. Yeah, that is. Yeah, so, so so that is a you are in resort attire. I think that's a. I'm not in resort say. attire. I'm wearing a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like I'm not like in a bathing suit. I'm not like in a floral. Like all white outfit. I mean, you're not, you you weren't wearing what you would typically wear. Uh, I wear this polo on. to training camp all the time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get into. We're definitely going to need outfit photos uh, this <laughs> evening after all of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, we should take it. We should take a uh, picture, and then, uh, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, hit us up with a hashtag. What's your dental insurance? And let us know what you guys use, whether you like it, and uh, whether whether you think we should switch. And take the photo in the elevator. And also, like a good like X ray of your mouth would would be helpful. We could we'd love that too. What do you mean switch? We can't switch dental insurance. We only have one option for our our dental insurance. Yeah, but we could you know we could uh, we could lobby for a change if we need to. You know, I would change comes from within, right? But yeah, you're like a big yeah. Bo's a big shot at the company. If I actually, if there's anyone who can make a change to our dental insurance of the three of us, it would probably be you. You're Bo is and and, and Marissa. Am I correct here? Bo is quoted in company newsletters, like his mm-hmm. photo in our most recent <laughs> company newsletter. There was a, a big photo a of Bo. There was a photo of Bo with a Q and A. It's like five people in the whole company that they wanted to survey, and Bo was one of them. He's not lying. Yeah, exactly. An absolutely, an absolute mischaracterization of of what that is. But um, Guardian is our our vision insurance too, right? Yeah, mm. dental and vision. Yeah, yeah. What do you What do you have to say about that? Well, it's obviously working right. very well. Zach could read the guy's shirt. <laughs> I don't go to the eye doctor, so really, yeah. Why not? I, <laughs> we still haven't gotten into the Eagles, but I, went, I got laced. That was a now. very like hard stance. Like, <laughs> I got I, I I I got LASIK eye surgery earlier oh, in oh, my yeah so, okay that makes yeah. sense like about yeah so that's why I don't go to the eye doctor anymore that's good I could use that I oh, wonder if life, you would cover it it's life changing life changing Rachel cover had it as well when she was when she was younger I've just I've been gifted perfect vision so I'm <laughs> I'm in good shape there all right Zach let's get to it we got to talk to Howie Roseman today for the first time. Since uh, Super Bowl week, obviously a lot has happened since then. What were your uh, bigger takeaways? Bigger, 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 bigger takeaways. Um, I think yes. and I'm, I am I am guilty of uh, many things, but one of them is that uh, I think I think the discussions that we have on the podcast and what we talk about colors what like I think other people are talking about. <laughs> and there were no questions to Howie Roseman 
about dental insurance or anything of the like. But we have not spent a lot of time on like Jalen Hurts contract discussion talks because my like my uh, operating assumption here is that they both want to get a deal done. They'll get a deal mm-hmm. done. There's no there's no rush to get a deal done. What's like what's the what's the much of it much ado about nothing? But the portion uh, that we talked to Howie Roseman today, I would say 70% of the questions were about what's going on with Jalen Hurts, when's the deal going to get done, all this stuff. Am I like, and let me know if you're in the chat, am I off top, am I off off uh, base here? Like, is this a real concern for people, for Eagles fans that like this deal is not going to get done? I feel like this is... This is fine. Why are we? Why are we? Why is there so much agita about this? I well, so I, the, I, the chat has asked a lot about yeah. this. So yeah. Yeah. So I, this off season. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Marissa. Um, and I, yeah, I I agree and disagree with Bo. I disagree with, but like this is a huge topic for fans. Uh, and I know that anecdotally from just conversations with with people, you know, in elevators, um, no, uh, wherever I may go and strike up conversation about the Eagles. People always ask about the Hertz contract. Radio appearances, they always ask about the Hertz contract. So I, 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 I disagree with you that it's it's not like a big story. It's a huge story, and uh, it's probably the biggest story of the all season for the Eagles. Uh, where I agree with you is, I think you you have to understand like what Howie Roseman's saying and what he's not saying. So you ask the question, you get it, you you get the answer, right? Like how much more is he? How much more are you going to get with each subsequent follow up? Right. That's that's kind of what I'm 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 curious about. The uh, my stance on this is it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when and how much. Right. And what the structure is. I think the when is a relevant conversation point. A lot of people want to know when is this going to happen. Is is the Lamar Jackson or the Justin Herbert, or the Joe Burrow contracts? Do do those set the precedent or does Jalen set the precedent? Um, how much of their offseason spending are they opening money for a front-loaded contract? Are they opening money for something else and then they backload Jalen's deal? There's a lot of things structurally they can do. Is this going to be a fully guaranteed deal? What's is this going to be a long deal like a Mahomes contract, or is this going to be short-term that allows him to capitalize and you know 27, 28 years old again? So there is a lot of interest, and rightfully so. But where I agree with you is is like yeah, Howie Roseman says this is a priority. They want to get this done. He's not playing coy. He plays coy about a lot of things. He's not playing coy about this. Like he's very upfront. They they want to sign Jalen Hurts to a long term extension. Okay. After after that, it's it's just a it's a it's a contract negotiation and contract negotiations. Uh, you know, it's it's like how tofu's made, right? Sometimes you don't want to see it, but you just want to know the Somebody result. Somebody sent us that video on Twitter this week. Yeah, from the New York Times. Great company. Mm, that's right. Great dental insurance they have. Well, I, I don't know, actually, because we're not on their dental plan. We're on the athletics <laughs> dental plan. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I couldn't tell you about their dental plan. Uh, yeah, I think I think I mean, it, it's. I don't know, I, I can't I can't um, bother myself to be too worked up about it. I'm going to be interested in the structure when it happens. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think all of that stuff is going to be really interesting, but right now, I mean, and, and listen, you, if I, if we were covering the Ravens two years ago, we probably, I probably would have been saying the same thing, like, oh, they're they're going to get a deal done, it's no big deal, um, and I would have been, I would have been wrong, 
But knowing how the Eagles operate, that they always want to get these deals done as early as yeah. they can, um, and that they value the quarterback position, and that we have absolutely no reason to think that there is anything other than uh, lockstep between both sides that they want to get a long-term deal done. I I'm I am like very unworried about about it happening. And even you know, Harry Roseman said in in saying that he, you know he wants to get a deal done, like you know all of their offseason planning, like they're they're operating, assuming that they're going to have to get a deal done. They know that they have to flip a switch team building wise from having a quarterback on a rookie contract to having a quarterback on a big money deal. That's part of the decision making process they've had this offseason. But I, I mean, I know that I know that it, we're talking about the most important player on the most important team in the city and all that stuff. I just I, I, there's not much there right now. I, I thought there was one interesting. Well, there was a lot of interesting things he, he said within it, but there was there's this one like um, throwaway line there that was just an interesting throwaway line. I'm 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 going to read it to you here. We're not going to have a quarterback under. He was talking about 2024. He he said so. Whatever it means, uh, 2024 is going to look different. We're not going to have a quarterback under a rookie deal. Not that we're talking about tags or anything like that. That's not our goal. But we're going into this with our with our eyes open. What's interesting about right. that is is that where this becomes a story. A bigger story, I should say, is if he goes into the season without a deal. If he goes into a se- into the season without a deal, then it's like, oh, this could he he, he might get the tag after after the season. And as we're seeing in Baltimore right now, it becomes contentious in most situations when a player's on the franchise tag, right? Because the franchise tag, by definition, keeps them from signing that. Like they don't have the long term deal when they're on the franchise tag. Uh, and so the the Eagles leverage whatever I there's all this you know I had a debate with someone today who who has the leverage and you know some people say the team that has the money has the leverage I you know I I tend to think that um, leverage is about like you know options right and the the way the Eagles can restrict that is is with a franchise tag. Um, I don't think it gets to that point. Howie Roseman said they're not thinking like that. I think a deal gets done in this offseason. The Wentz deal happened in June. I would imagine before training camp, Jalen Hurts signs his contract that makes him one of the highest paid players in the NFL. Uh, so I don't think it's a big deal now. But if for some reason this went into the season, in, in the next offseason, then that's 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 when it gets kind of dicey, if you will. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to get there. I agree. I agree. Now, it's also interesting, and we can sort of pivot a little bit here while still talking about the quarterback, because one of the interesting things that Howie Roseman said today was, you know, he was asked about the fact that so many moves this offseason have been bringing back old guys, right? And we've talked about it. Every single one of these decisions is totally defensible on an individual basis. They all make sense. And yet to pull back and say the five biggest contracts we've given out this offseason have been to guys who are 30, 32, 32, 35, and 36 mm-hmm. or whatever it is, that's not ideal. And, you know, he has talked before about not uh you know redoing the mistakes of the post-2017 season. And so this was interesting. This is what he said. He said, first of all, uh, we did go to the playoffs. We won the division, talking about 
after 2017. So it wasn't like we were a total S show. Maybe that was the perception. We had one terrible year. I think the most important thing is you need high-level quarterback play. And at the end of the day, 2020 wasn't a great season offensively for us. For us, we know how important it was to be successful on offense. And I think for us, that's part of it. You need high-level play on offense. You need to be able to score points. It's not like we made this bad move here and we brought in this and this didn't work out. It's also realizing that the formula doesn't change. You need a really good offensive line. You need a really good D-line. And you need a high-level quarterback. And that just gives you an opportunity to be great. This perception, I think we made all these mistakes and we've got to learn from them. I think part of it is how important it is to have high-level quarterback play. And so that was really interesting because it's an intentional shifting of the blame. Howie Roseman knows what he's doing here of everybody's always talking about, like I made all these sentimentality mistakes and brought in these old guys, but nobody would have been worried about that if Carson Wentz didn't just fall off a cliff. And on the one hand, that's true. On the other hand, you know, Howie Roseman bears some significant culpability for how Carson Wentz fell off that cliff. You know, you sign the Alshon Jeffrey contract and all of a sudden he doesn't have anybody to throw to. The offensive line is getting injured. Like those things were all part of it. But in relation to Jalen Hurts, I think he would say, and I think the Eagles would say, like the way that they know that Jalen Hurts is wired, uh, they don't like they don't foresee any kind of uh, similar situations happening with him. They are not going to let an elite quarterback out of the building, right? So I think it's all part and parcel of the same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, they benched their quarterback in, in 2020. So that is accurate. That right. <laughs> they didn't have high level quarterback play. That they, right. they were they were a bad team that year for a lot of reasons, but the, they were a great team last year in large part because their quarterback was awesome. They were a bad team in 2020 in large part because their quarterback wasn't awesome. Um and and if Jalen Hurts takes a step back, they're not gonna be as good. Yeah. And it's, if he's it, as good, then they're gonna be fine. It's exactly. It's it's kind of like how he's year off when he said that he it really showed to him the importance of the franchise quarterback, right? I mean, it, it's kind of simplistic that like every every moment of reflection is the quarterback's really important. Well, yeah, the quarterback's really important, but but there are we've we've documented um, all that went on in 2020. Uh, we've documented the downfall of Carson. We certainly don't need to relitigate it, right? I, I mean, we th- there were a lot of factors. I think you could read. I think you could read that quote if you wanted to read it charitably and and not just him throwing Carson Wentz under the bus. I think you could read it as him acknowledging that he has to do whatever he can in his power to, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like the uh, like the gardening, like uh, fertilizing, fertilize, yeah, yeah, okay. to like to 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 set things up so that the quarterback stays at a high level, right? Okay, and so having high level quarterback play also means he needs to be committed to keeping the offense great and not yeah. just put it all on Jalen Hurts's back. Yeah, uh, now <laughs> the kind of I I kind of chuckle a bit there because. In a twisted way, the best thing that happened to them that year was that the quarterback was awful. Because if if Carson Wentz was mediocre, they they might have just rolled it back over with yeah. Carson, right? Uh, and would have been a new coach trying to fix him. And then Jalen doesn't get on the you know. Well, who knows? Maybe Carson still goes down. 
But um, yeah, I, I was. Uh, I, I mean, to me, it, it wasn't a huge deal. Like I, I recognize that we've written about all that went on in 2020. They made a series of bad decisions in 2020. You know, leading up to 2020, there that led to a collapse, and 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 there was there was a lot that was atypical for that year. I will grant them that, but every team was dealing with with COVID, right? Um, where I give the Eagles credit and I have is they recovered it. There's a lot of teams that fall to four 11 and one, and they're stuck in four 11 and one and the Eagles were in the playoffs the next year and they're in the Super Bowl the year after that. So, uh, so I, I, I give them credit for, for climbing out of it, but I, I don't think you can totally absolve or, or totally put everything that went into that year on Carson Wentz just collapsing because I, I think there were, conditions sure. in place that contributed to it. And and the other side of this is that, you know, this is how Howie Roseman is wired, right? Like there's, he, he uh, in his mind, I think things are often framed as like me against the world. Mm-hmm. And he just proved that he could get another team to the Super Bowl. And so he's like, you got, how dare you like keep bringing up, you know, these minor mistakes that I made that I've been able to, uh, compensate for and overcome like who are you so like yeah. you, you know Carson's the one who stunk I'm I, I I was able to turn things around and that's you know maybe that's not how how you or yeah. I would handle those things yeah. but maybe that's part of what makes him so good yeah I I agree I mean far from me to play amateur psychologist right I I don't know much about psychology um but I I I would probably argue that that part of uh, his his differentiator is is that edge is you know is the the me against the world approach there. Uh, now that said, I I do think that there's I mean you know I I, I kind of push back on this idea that that like just because you went to the Super Bowl, every question's supposed to be. <laughs> Can you tell me how great you are, right? Can you tell me how good your decisions are, right? All we're trying to do is, you know, it's it's a very common question to successful people, to new people, you know, to, to to anyone who has any demonstrated experience. People is in elevators. What, is, is what have you learned? That is like the, I mean, I mean, literally, it's it was my favorite feature in Esquire for years before they stopped doing it. What, you know, what I've learned, right? Um, what have you learned is... I ask so many questions that just begin with what have you learned? What have you learned from? So uh, it's very, I think it's a very natural question to say, what have you learned from being in this position before, right? From the time when, you know, mm-hmm. we, we talk about maintaining teams, right? I, I, I probably play that, that drum a little too much there, but uh, it, it kind of befuddles me that, that like a, a question about what have you learned from that turns into, well, really, there wasn't much to learn from it. We were totally good, right? So, right. yeah. I, I mean, there's all if look, and I think Howie would tell you this too. If you're if you're not learning, you're not growing, and uh, I, I think you always got to be growing. Mm. All right. I wish I wish literally, but I guess that yeah. means you haven't learned very much. I, I mean, I think I've I think I've, I've hopefully grown as a podcaster, grown as a reporter. I'm 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 a better reporter at the Biltmore this year than the last time I was the Biltmore at 2018, 2019. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's take a little break. We'll come back. We'll talk about what Harry Roseman said 
about C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the pivot that the Eagles took once that left the building, and everything else they've done this offseason so far. All right, back on Birds with Friends, Bozak and Marissa. We're going to continue to try to uh, normalize eating on the podcast. So here's a uh, peanut M&M. Oh. Where'd you get those? What's that? The peanut M&Ms. Where'd you get those? The airport yesterday. Ah, interesting airport choice. No, mm. that's a good one. Oh, peanut M&Ms before a flight is my go-to. Really? Get that bad boy. Get a little bit of protein. Get a little bit of a little bit. I think it's, I'd say my, my, my top rated candy for sure. Yeah, mm. I would agree with that, actually. I'm big peanut M&Ms fan. Yeah, Marissa. <laughs> oh, I want to give a shout out yesterday to the airport. I was in, um, I was in the Jumbo Juice line. That's and, right. Uh, I, I've been uh, waiting to, for, to, for you to tell me the story. Yeah. You were in the Jamba Juice line. Okay. The Jamba Juice line. And Matt Quinn from Mount Joy uh, said hello. He's going on tour. I have I have so much respect for um, for what they do. And, the, I mean, that's a hard lifestyle, like the, 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 the showbiz lifestyle. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I give a – Did he give you any kind of, like uh... – we talked you know, Eagles. Defop sicko reference. No, I, I actually thought of of Brendan Quinn because he was he was talking about how him and his friends are always you know are always connecting about the Eagles and he, he's he's gonna be back you know for the draft. I don't want to speak out of turn here because we weren't like on the record, so I, I don't want to share. I don't want to share share what we said. But I know that's right. Yeah, I thanked him for that song. <laughs> I, I said I said we're all big fans. Song. I mean. On behalf I, of the world, rather. I, I said we're all big fans, and it was yeah, it was it was it was great connecting with him, at it was great connecting with him at the airport. I uh, oh, my tickets for the Philly shows. Yeah, what coming are in August. August. Yes, there's two. Okay, let me pull it up. Yeah, might as well alert, alert our listeners if they want to. I don't know if there's even tickets left. Oh, they're running low. Uh, August twelfth, August thirteenth. Perfect. Saturday, Sunday. I, I, uh, I, th- <laughs> sorry, I, I think of, so, so Jerry Seinfeld, his, his, his favorite story about show business is, uh, is about the Glenn Miller band and like, you know, their, their bus breaks down and they're, um, you know, it's, it's in the snow. And so they have, they have to walk to their show and, 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 you know, the orchestra is carrying all, all their stuff through the snow and they see this, uh, this house. And the lights are on in the house and there's this father, son, uh, I'm sorry, there's this, this husband, wife and, you know, son and daughter, and they're sitting there and they're eating dinner by the fireplace. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like this Norman Rockwell scene. And, uh, and, you know, one guy, you know, one band member turns to the other band member and says, how do people live like that? Uh, and it's like, it's, it's meant to show like, uh, if you're in show business, like you, you need the rush of not that normal lifestyle and hearing him describe what, what, what their tour is like made me think of, of that line I've heard from, from Jerry Seinfeld a number of times. So uh, are you the one who sent that on a text link or I saw, I just saw that recirculated like a couple days ago. Was that you? I don't think it was me. No, somebody just recirculated that. Where did that come from? Oh, really? I I don't know. Twitter, I think. Oh, maybe. I, I, I don't know, but. Yeah, it was it was actually in uh, an old Washington Post article about him. I remember, mm-hmm. and then it was it was in the the comedian documentary. He was yeah, that's he was, the he was, yeah, he was that's, talking that's about the clip yeah. that, was, um, that was recirculated. 
yes. But uh, so so when um, I'll share this 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 one thing. I hope I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. Okay, um, but I didn't realize that when they say you, like you live on the bus, you actually live on the bus. I thought that yeah. just meant like you bus ride from city to city, and then you know it's like oh I'm living on the bus, right? I didn't know that like you actually sleep on the bus from show to show. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. so that really is uh, some some lifestyle there, but that's what you sign up for, right? Got to give the people what they want, you know. Uh, absolutely, right. absolutely. If we well, ever they go don't on have a tour bus, though, they have a tour Astro Van. Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, that's. I'm sorry. Uh, that's a- if we ever do a BWF tour for the joy heads, uh, if we ever do a, a BWF tour, uh, I would like to stay in a hotel. (laughs) We can make up more ground that way. If you're, if you're traveling while you're sleeping, right. You don't have, you know, you you can get further. It makes sense. That's how like, that's how movement works. I'm I'm aware. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Zach, what did Howie Roseman say about the, uh, behind the scenes workings of CJ Gardner Johnson leaving Philadelphia. Yeah, so they wanted CJ They, well, I shouldn't say, I won't use the verb wanted. They gave CJ Johnson, CJ Gardner Johnson, an offer at the start of free agency. CJ Gardner Johnson apparently didn't want that offer at the start of free agency, right? Uh, so then the the Eagles had to pivot. They they couldn't keep waiting, and they. Uh, the James Bradbury situation open up. I don't think they anticipated that. I thought James Bradbury was going to make more money. I think they thought James Bradbury was going to get a, a bigger contract. So they pivoted. Their cap situation was was different. And I think that the a week later, it was just like they had moved on. I think CJ probably had, had moved on. But they were interested at the beginning, but they were interested at their price, not at CJ's price. And you could say CJ's price is, is unrealistic, but I think it's worth pointing out because uh, if if there's someone you like, there's some players you're like, we are not going to let this guy out of the building. We're going to move mountains to keep him, right? We're going to structure contracts a certain way. We're going to make this work so we can keep him. And they clearly didn't take that approach with CJ Garner Johnson. They wanted him at their number. Yeah, and I think... You know, one of, one of Howie Roseman's uh, strengths lately over the past couple of seasons has been being uh, diligent about those numbers and and not being too loosey-goosey, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, 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 they didn't extend a little bit more to sign Allen Robinson, or, uh, although he ended up signing for about the same. He just chose the Rams. But, you know, they didn't, they didn't go to $17 million for Christian Kirk or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I think... I think there's a bit of a public relations spin going on with the storytelling of how CJ Gardner Johnson left that, you know, they offered him, they offered him a competitive deal. He turned it down. And so they pivoted to James Bradbury. Um, and they, I think, you know, if, if you were um, asking them, like off the record about uh, like the the personality, the volatility that we've talked about, I would I would imagine that like the way that the contract negotiations played out would uh, have factored in there. But I think part of it is that, and you said it, like if they really wanted C.J. Gardner Johnson back, they could have still found a way to get him back. 
Um, I think they came to a conclusion that this is the number that we would be willing to continue taking a chance on him at. And if he's not willing to do that, then we'll find something else. And Howie Roseman said it himself, like when you have limited resources, because you have to pay the quarterback, we're going to prioritize the positions we need to prioritize. And for us, corner means more than safety. Um, And I think all of that was, was factored in. You're right. I mean, and you know, if Jason Kelsey, if, if Jason Kelsey said, I want to come back, but it, it, it needs to be at this number, you know, they would have found a way to make it work. Right. I mean, we're not talking like, earth shattering numbers, but but they're paying Jason Kelsey a lot of money, right? To play center for them because they weren't going to let Jason Kelsey out the building. And I, I think, uh, they were willing, they had a number that they weren't willing to go on, on CJ and their priorities are going to be, we've said this O-line, D-line corner, uh, and, you know, a wide receiver quarterback. They're not going to prioritize running back. They're not going to prioritize linebacker. They're not going to prioritize safety. Uh, and, by the way, um, let's focus specifically on O-line, D-line here. It's accurate. We spoke during free agency about the available options at defensive tackle, for instance. And I don't mean to pivot to the defensive tackle discussion, but there were so few players available. There were so few good offensive linemen available. Uh, bigger bodies are harder to find, hmm. right? I mean, not to say that, that, that yeah, there are Look at how much Mike McGlinchey and Ben Powers got paid. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's and it's why you place a premium early in the draft on O line and D line because these are these are harder positions to find than there are just more body types in the world who who play safety than who who play defensive tackle and uh, the available options you know you know Terrell Edmonds we haven't done a podcast since they signed Terrell Edmonds Terrell oh, Edmonds right. um, look we can say that's that's like not a an earth shattering signing and you know, the, it was a very low cost deal. The Steelers really didn't fight to keep him. but this is someone who like height, weight, speed. He has what you're looking for. He has durability, his starting experience. And he's sitting there a week into free agency or two weeks in the free agency at a very affordable number. That is not the case for defensive tackles. If the Eagles were in the market for like a starting left tackle, let's say that would not be the case for a starting left tackle. Uh, well, so, yeah, and if C.J. Gardner-Johnson was exactly the same person, but he was a defensive tackle, he wouldn't have lasted five days, or you know, he wouldn't have lasted a week. Exactly, yeah. and the Eagles probably wouldn't have let him out the building, yeah. right? Uh, and and that's a conversation we might have around draft time about Jalen Carter or something like that, right? Um, not personality, but 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 like you know, you're willing to take different risk for different types of players. So, uh, but at the same time, I mean, I'm sure they're sensitive to it because. He's 25 years old, you know, he's a, he's a good young player, um, who is versatile and mostly durable. And instead all they did was sign old guys. Um, and so, you know, they have to, they have to balance the roster somehow, but I don't know. It's interesting. I also think we've already talked about it, but like CJ Garner Johnson's agents did him no favors here. They, they misread the market. Yeah. I mean, if I, I, I kind of made this reference to someone in, in, in passing today is that if they were going to pay Jesse Bates money, they could have paid Jesse Bates, Jesse Bates money. Right. Uh, so they, yeah, CJ Garner Johnson, we've, we've spoken about it, that free agency is a way for you to find out fortunately or unfortunately what the market thinks of you. Like Mike McGlinchey, 
the market thought that of 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 Mike McGlinchey, right? I mean, you might not think of as high of him, but he's valued in the market at that price. She said Jay Garner Johnson was valued at the price that that he got offered. All right. Anything else uh, for Harry Roseman that you thought was interesting? Uh, yeah, I mean, I really defended Fletcher Cox. He so I asked him about the defensive tackle situation here, and he said Milton Williams. They drafted him. I, because they, you know, they they draft him because they liked him. They traded up for Jordan Davis because they liked him, and he doesn't understand the the perception Where's of Fletcher Cox. Talk to uh, me. <laughs> uh, and he doesn't understand the perception of of Fletcher Cox. He said Fletcher Cox had seven sacks last year. How many defensive tackles had seven sacks? The answer is there is eleven defensive tackles or interior pass rushers who had more sacks than Fletcher Cox last year. But that's still, I mean, to be. 12th or tied for 12th on that list is impressive. Um, maybe there's some fan fatigue of uh, uh, fan fatigue ab ab about Fletcher Cox. I think I, like we said, when they made the deal, I wasn't up in arms about it because I think Fletcher Cox got paid the going rate for what Fletcher Cox was going to pay him. Howie Roseman says Fletcher Cox took less money to stay here, but look, uh, uh, if, if you spend $10 million on starting defensive tackle who has his resume, that's, that's a, a fine deal. I don't have an objection totally to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like how we also said, I mean, listen, are... we, kill, we killed him for the Fletcher resign last year. Yes. It was a totally different situation. This but, one, you had already lost Javon Hargrave. You got yep. snaps to replace. He's making four or $5 million less than then. And he's coming off a better season. It's, and he doesn't miss time. He's not as good of a player. It's fine. Yeah. But they're not finished there. That's the thing. And how he said that today. If 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 their only plan to replace Javon Hargrave was that Jordan Davis and Milton Williams are going to rush the quarterback and these three are going to be, I would say you're leaving yourself a little exposed there at 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 that spot, right? Well, we here's the thing: we view Noah Ellis as a draft pick, as a rookie. Uh. He's coming <laughs> off. He's coming off that uh, season uh, on the NFI. Yeah. We view him as a draft pick. Yeah, yeah he's one of the young guys, him, Marlon T. Um, no, I, I see uh, Rohit Verma says Jeffrey Simmons in the chat. I, I don't know what the report was today, but that Titans are willing, to move to on, are, are willing to move on uh, or everyone's for sale, something of, of that nature. Uh, look, if Jeffrey Simmons is available, I mean, Howie should offer uh, offer one of his first round. He, he should offer 30. And I don't even know if 30 would do it. I mean, it might have to be 10. But Jeffrey Simmons is 25 years old. He's an elite an elite defensive tackle. And I know you have to pay him accordingly, but that's a premium position. So that would precisely be the type of player the Eagles would be interested in. Hmm. Um, he also talked about um, the other moves that they made. Marcus Mariota, they like the idea that he can run the same offense for mm -hmm. the reasons that we said. All those other guys... You know, they're, they're lottery tickets. They're yep. dart throws. I mean, not a single one of those guys got a million dollars guaranteed, including Terrell Edmonds. So, like, every single one of them is a dart throw. And if one of the one or two of those guys turn out to be useful, that's totally fine. That's good. Which one do you think has the best chance of uh, – which lottery ticket has the best chance of paying? Which one do I think? Yes, do you think? Um, I think, well, I mean, I think I would say Penny, but 
I think I kind of think it's Greedy Williams only because they got so lucky health-wise at corner. I think they're going to need another outside corner this year, and there's a, maybe there's a chance that he's better than than Zach McPherson. What's your view on on Terrell Edmonds? I think he's fine. I think he's young and durable and not that great, and that's totally fine. Um, I don't think he's going to be like uh, excess value. I think he'll be probably slightly worse than Marcus Epps. Yeah, like we wrote in our in our grading the move, um, a player doesn't usually like start to just all of a sudden get so much better in year six after you know x amount x thousand snaps. Sometimes there are guys who were in injuries or bad situations. You know, Brandon Graham came on later in his career, but he he, he was never really a full time starter, right? Terrell Edmonds has been a starter for five years basically, uh, and. Like at this point, he kind of is what he is, but I think that's I think that's fine. I think they're going to get what they paid for it. If they can get more, that's fine too. But he's a durable player. You know, I was talking to some people in Pittsburgh today. They were saying just like really durable, always shows up, um, and that that. But might I be think that's right. Like I think I think it's more likely that um, Justin Evans or Greedy Williams like puts together a healthy year and and can play better in a new scheme yeah. than it is that Nicholas Morrow or Terrell Edmonds is going to all of a sudden yeah. just be a lot better. Yeah. Because and, we've and, already seen so much of those guys. And I think Rashad Penny, we all know that like if he stays healthy, yeah. but he just hasn't stayed healthy. But a player with his skill set behind that Eagles offensive line in this offense, yeah, he he should be really productive if he stays healthy. Okay. All right, now, Zach, we've got Nick Sirianni tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey Lurie tomorrow afternoon. Yep. What kind of questions are you? Do you have in your holster? Well, now hold on a second, very quickly. Uh, Nick and Jeffrey, if you're watching, and I know you are, close your ears. We well, want that's you what to I was be surprised. Say. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you don't want to <laughs> give the answers to the test, right? Right. You don't want to. You're not the giving questions. the answers to the test. You're giving the questions to the test. <laughs> uh, so Chip Kelly used to call this his annual dental exam. How fitting. Oh, (laughs) dynamite (laughs) dropping, Marissa. Look at that. Would be covered by insurance. It's funny because Zach has has told that story, I think, eight times over the past week. Uh, And so now it finally does have a nice tie-in. Thank you, Marissa. He would sit down and and he he would say that to us. And what would you say in response? And I would say this is like Christmas morning for me, Chip. Um, Yeah. So... uh, I, I look forward to this. It used to be an hour. Now it's only a half hour. I wish it was an hour. Um, but I always look forward to this. It's it's a casual environment, a chance to really uh speak to them. I, I've 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 a lot of questions. I you know, I, I want to know um Nick with the coaching staff, uh some philosophical things about recovering from the Super Bowl loss, um, you know, some things about what he's you know, his his messaging. This offseason, uh, there's kind of I always wonder if you get to a certain point with a team like the Eagles, where you have this amount of talent and you were just in the Super Bowl, and it's almost like, all right, fast forward to the postseason, right? Because uh, you know, I saw the win totals came out this week, and it's almost like no one's gonna care about the regular season, right? It's what are they gonna do in the postseason for better or for worse? And it, it was like that during the Andy Reid era, too, when when they were just on the doorstep on the, you know, on the, on, on the doorstep. And uh, I think there's, it's, it's such a fascinating thing to watch because the expectations are 
so high. And, you know, she always said that the, the best seasons are like the unexpected seasons. And last season yeah. was to a degree unexpected. You know, I think we all thought they were going to be good, but, but, but they hadn't absolutely that they hadn't taken they hadn't taken that that leap here they are they are like a legitimate heavyweight going into the season so i'm fascinated to see how they handle the offseason how they handle training camp how they handle uh, early in the season and what the messaging is for the, for that regard how about jeffrey oh um i'm interested in in some league stuff some legacy stuff some organizational stuff we'll 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 see when it comes up okay now, do you want to give me your list of questions for Nick so that you can go sit with JG for a half an hour? <laughs> uh, I call him Jonathan. I, I I know you guys are a little tighter. Uh, you're Listen, more of a JG guy. You just ask EJ Smith who gave who a hug today, and then we can we can get back to that conversation. Uh, I don't know if EJ gave me a hug today. Probably a firm handshake. Um, but uh, no, I'm. It's always nice to see Jonathan, but I'm. I'm here to cover Nick Sirianni. I'm here to cover the Eagles. Okay. Are you excited to see Jonathan? Sure. Okay. What, I'm excited guys, to see everybody. There you go. That's 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 a good attitude. You guys can chat Arizona. Do you, do you like Phoenix? Are you a Phoenix guy? Uh, you know, having been here for the third time in six months, mm -hmm. I'm a little tired of Phoenix. Do you like a Scottsdale? Uh, I actually don't like a Scottsdale. Oh, that's a, I love Scottsdale. What do you think? Very of sterile. It's like, it's like the Las Vegas of Phoenix. Okay. I love Las Vegas as well. Yeah, I know. you um, do. It's all very man-made. Yeah. It's, it's very, uh, it's like man -made. a man-made. No, thanks. And what do you think that chops out with last night? Now, listen, we, first of all, we had a lovely dinner last night. You, me, EJ, and Defop Ben Harris. Go, go Terps, Marissa. Yeah, uh, baseball season starts this week. Right? Zach has been talking about this chop salad, I think, since I met him. Um, <laughs> and you think he's told the dental, uh, the dental exam story a lot. I have heard about Cowboy Chow and Jeff Passan's recommendation and this chop salad. You got to have it. Like, how good could a chop salad be? I got it last night. I'll tell you what, it was a good chopped salad. Hmm. Wasn't the best thing I've ever had in my life. But it was a very good chopped salad. What was in it? Oh, you had a, you had a little uh, you had a little salmon. Wow. Some smoked salmon. Uh, some some uh, roasted corn. Some what else is in there, Zach? Some I don't know. I don't remember the other things. <laughs> some crunch. You had a nice it's balance awesome. of uh, of acidity and. Uh, and textures it was good. Yeah, it was very good. Love it there. Yeah, I would say I would say the best chopped salad I've ever had, which puts it about on par with like the worst French fries I've ever had. <laughs> okay, all right. That's not fair. The French fries can be pretty bad. It was good. It was really good. It was a good yeah. recommendation. I'm happy. I'm glad. I always try to come through for you. I know you were discerning. Yeah. You have discerning palate. So now, did you feel how did you how were your scallops last night? Because you did box yourself in because you asked two different people what <laughs> they recommended and they both said the scallops. And so you you had to get the scallops. Yeah, I had to at that point. Didn't really love the scallops, to be honest with you. Ooh. Yeah, so they see, the that's, that's the prison of your own making. Yeah, but I, I think the bartender and the server felt emboldened, you know, they. But they, if you don't like scallops, you don't have to get scallops. 
I do like scalps. I didn't like these scalps last night. So, but everyone has a different palate. So, not when it comes to that chopped salad, though. Which cocktail did you like better, your first or your second? Listen, just because you're a teetotaler <laughs> doesn't mean you got to make me sound like a lush because I had because I had two or three drinks. <laughs> All right. That almost got into a car accident today. <laughs> oh, wow. I, first of all, I didn't almost get us in a car accident today. Um, and the person in front of me just stopped in the middle of the road. Okay. Not sure I, they were pulling in somewhere. It yeah, wasn't abrupt to pull in, but. but they didn't pull in. They just stopped. <laughs> the gate was closed and they just stopped. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was a little daunting, but made it work unscathed. So all good. We're still here. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. You got power rankings. I got power rankings. You got uh, the bet that you've made that we can finish this podcast within an hour, which I think we're going to hit. So congratulations to everybody. That means we can get Marissa to bet. Uh, it's not that late here yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, real quick. I see Sean here in the chat says it was the special means they were going bad and need to sell. Do you think they do that if they need to get rid of something? They they recommend it. Is that a thing? I don't know. Uh, I never worked in a restaurant. I did work in a restaurant. I, I that's not a thing that we did, but we okay. didn't have scallops. So at, at okay. Beef O'Brady's. So uh, okay. I think that is a thing that they do. Um, wow. All right. That's going to color my. Speaking, uh, yeah. And generally speaking, you know, you're going to get recommendations on things that are more expensive because that means a higher tip. Yeah, but I don't do, if 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 they recommend the highest thing on the menu, I, I on principle don't don't do it. Oh, oh yeah. well, this is the one. This is the one time when we won't we won't listen. Okay. Well, no, the scalps weren't the highest thing on the menu. They were, yeah, they were, they were the second cheap. highest thing, I believe. They were the third. Yeah, I was keeping track here. <laughs> Corey says restaurants only order seafood once a week. They have to use it in that time frame or it goes bad. Well, wow. this, a, this was a big thing in I remember Anthony Bourdain's book. Yeah, you never get you never get seafood on a Monday or a Tuesday at a restaurant. Although I think times have changed since since then. Interesting. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay, I got to read that book. What's it called? Uh, that's his original with like uh, confessions of a what's it okay. called. Yeah, everyone's saying you never want to order seafood early in the week. I don't really eat a lot of seafood. Kitchen confidential. I did not know that. Interesting. So when do you order seafood? Friday, Saturday? Yeah. I guess going into the weekend before Saturday. Okay. Fascinating. Okay. All right. I like this. Learned something tonight. You see? I was yeah. growing. But you brought us over the hour mark. All right. Well, you get you got to do your power rankings. Um, and Marissa's got to get back to, to – to whatever Maryland she was doing, women. and you got to yeah, get Maryland those. Women. And you got to half, unfortunately. You got to iron those jeans. I want to call my wife. So, <laughs> I want a selfie of you two in the elevator in your outfits before you go with our with our teeth. I don't think both on. on that, I don't think you're on that dental plan, right? So, actually, I think it might also be. I don't know. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Good question. Okay. <laughs> That's the problem. Is I couldn't tell that guy which what 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 my dental insurance is. <laughs> yeah, that is a problem if you don't know what you're. I would just insurance. you know what I would do. I would say, "Good morning." <laughs> How's it going? No, you would say you would say, 
You would say, do not talk to me unless I speak to you. Okay. Yes. No, no, I would say it is. How's it going? And then I would let us both have our space and go about our day. It's always so awkward when you, when you're in an elevator and you're not conversing with the person. If it's just one on one. No, it's not. I think it is. Yeah. I hey, how are just you? look at my phone. I like yeah. to look at my so phone. I actually That's said if, if this person was looking at their phone, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have interrupted. But now this is not there. this is not a this is not an all Berman's policy. Tell us what you tell me what tell the, the listeners what you told me about your brother Matt. Oh yeah, Matt. Matt does not Matt does not like elevator conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he it was like it was his least favorite part of living in a building with an elevator at one point. So yeah. and that'll teach him to ever wear a shirt yeah. with the name of his insurance company on it. <laughs> I can't imagine Matt would ever do that either. So yes. All right. All right. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We'll be back uh, probably tomorrow, although there's a chance that it would be Wednesday instead. But, you know, we'll let you know. You're not going to you're not going to be surprised. So for Marissa and Zach and the man in the elevator, I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later. And as always, we love you.